0: I'm Allie Gertz. And I'm Julia Prescott. And And everything's everything's coming coming up Draft Draft House. House. We had discussed the uh, deviation before, and I already forgot it. Hello! Hello! Um, This is a special bonus episode.
1: And, of course, this episode is for Max Drive folks only. We are so excited and happy that you guys chose to support us. This means so much to us. You're the reason that we do this. Mm -hmm. Uh, And this is just for you. You're the reason for the season. Season 32 of The
0: Simpsons. (laughs) (laughs) coming at you coming soon the reason for the season of the simpsons which is which is always a season because simpsons will never end (laughs) So this is our live bonus episode um, that we recorded uh, while on tour um, in Denver, Colorado, at the Alamo Draft House. Uh, the Alamo Draft House is the
1: coolest it's line just... of theaters in the world. Who uh,
0: we are allegedly getting uh, one in Los Angeles. I hope that wherever you are listening from, you have your own Alamo Draft House or are within driving distance from one, because it truly is like such a great experience. And they were such great hosts for us in this live episode.
1: And even if you haven't gotten to go to one before, we're about to take you to one now. Hmm. We're going to go back in time to when we recorded this episode. Uh, you will get a taste of what a Saturday night in the theater feels like. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we poke some fun at the types of people who right. would be giving up their wonderful weekend to be with us. Uh, a very special type of person. Maybe you were one of them. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, we had a tragedy happen in which the audio cuts out at the end, uh, so you you will have to let us know what you think of the end of the episode and then maybe we'll tweet at you about it. I was going to poke fun at your use of the word tragedy for audio <laughs> cutting off
0: but then I recalled that I was also going to say that uh, you know it feels appropriate for being in a movie theater oh, um, yes. where tragedy is chalked up to the ending of A Star is Born. <laughs> I think I also make a bunch of shout outs to like let's all end this show early and go see A Star is Born which <laughs> (laughs) I know timestamps it, but hell with that. Yeah. Well, actually, it doesn't timestamp it because that's a sequel of a sequel of a sequel. I mean, a remake, remake of a remake of a a remake.
1: You get it. You get Uh, it. But but uh, please enjoy this episode. Our guest is uh, is second timer Alec Owen. Uh, Please enjoy the episode and have the best time of your life. And I owe it all to you. Hi, I'm Allie Gertz. And I'm Julia Prescott. And, and everything's, everything's coming up, Simpsons.
0: Simpsons. We're going to do the whole song. Oh, no. <laughs> All
2: right.
0: Yeah. Um, woo. Wait. How about that? Um, so, you know what? There's so much fun to be had tonight.
1: That I just want
0: to get to the fun.
1: I am ready to have fun. Yeah. I'm excited to see the way in which uh, our guest tries to get into the middle seat, which I've realized we've made quite a challenge. <laughs> uh, which, again, if we were in a... Well, for the for the listeners at home, it's going smooth and breezy, and Ooh, it's perfect. Ooh, like a warm summer day. Denver <laughs> in December, baby. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm super excited to bring on our guest. He is a two-time Simpsons pod guest. Uh, I had the pleasure of going to a... Midnight screening of his movie last night, which we will show you a trailer for because it is a cult classic. And if you guys haven't seen it, it's very great. Um, but let's bring him out, and then we'll show you and tell you a little bit more about him, Alec Owen. Oh, yeah! Yay! Climb yeah! over the table! Oh no! Feel me! <laughs> <laughs> you did it! <laughs>
3: Alec, Hello.
1: Hi. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, I
3: got really scared when you challenged me. Not, I didn't know what the situation was coming out here. Yeah. And then you promised them the best night of all of our lives.
0: All of our lives. And some people in here, are, I would wager, are married. So
1: that's <laughs> a pretty of high our bar. Lives. Yes. All
0: of us are married. Not for
3: long, they're not.
0: Oh, yeah. We do speedy divorces. So if anybody wants a speedy divorce, your spouse doesn't need to be here. Uh, that's a good feature to it. Um, just text them, and then they'll know. Uh-
3: just after the show, get your book signed, get a quick divorce.
0: <laughs> right. Um, oh, thank you for plugging. We have a book. Does anybody in this crowd, has anybody bought our book yet? <laughs> don't do <Woo>! that. <laughs> I don't know. I'm sorry. I realized what I was doing as I was saying it. Um, well, if you haven't bought our book, we have a book. I can't not say it in, in my mind, at least in that Jay Sherman voice. Of Buy our book. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, so we have them for sale. We, we wrote a book. Uh, we have two uh Former Simpsons showrunners, Bill Klee and Josh Weinstein, who did the uh, forward to that. So that'll be available afterward.
1: Uh, Yeah. Something funny about the book... um I've been calling it 100 uh, Things the Simpsons fans must know and do before they die. Mm. It's actually should know. And I've also, for I feel like years, been saying Josh Weinstein instead of I know. Weinstein. So I've been calling her Crandall. I've been calling her Crandall. It's been a <laughs> toss up. So uh, even as Simpsons fans who have podcasts, we always have something that we could be learning throughout this experience. Absolutely. So we think you'd like it. But mm-hmm. uh, we did want to give one copy away. Um, uh, we know that some people uh, are, are locals, and that's amazing. We love that. Uh, but if anyone traveled, a far distance we'd love to give you this book as a token of our gratitude did anyone here come from far away by a hoot or a holler that's a hand up. How about a hoot or a holler maybe? Let's okay. give it up for the hoots. Let's so, give it up for the hollers. Let's give it up for the hoots and hollers. Uh, they're going to fight later. Can someone maybe sh- – I know that this is so unlike your typical Alamo movie experience where you're being encouraged to like be rowdy because <laughs> like it's the most wonderful audiences in the world. You're Truly. Like, sh- I feel like we're kind of messing with you. Did
3: they just watch a video that says oh, shut the fuck <laughs> yeah, up Yeah, they like no
1: talking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I can see why this is difficult. Uh, but can, can – uh, who thinks they're from the far? That's- can I just give maybe some uh, – kilometers away. Uh <laughs> there was a hand over here? 100 miles. 100 miles.
0: 100 miles? From where? Where is that?
1: Cheyenne? Cheyenne? Did you tweet oh, on
0: right. us? <laughs>
1: oh hi. That sounds pretty far. Does anyone <laughs> think they have 100 miles uh beat uh, uh this uh human in the back? I'm from Ontario, Canada. Oh my goodness. But uh, you're not wait. here for this though. Did not you? No, you didn't. <laughs> uh, well, we'll let you guys uh, brawl this is gonna it out. Turn really fast. This
3: better fast. be the best fucking night of that guy's life. <laughs>
1: I know. I'm feeling the pressure. Uh, we're we're gonna let uh, you, if you guys would like to come up after uh, the show, we will we will figure it out in a nice, good fashion. Fight. Well, there
0: was. I want to address before we move on. You had a, your hand up over here. How far did you come from?
1: Laramie. <laughs> where is that? We're not from here. If that's a local joke, Laramie, Wyoming.
0: How far away is that?
1: Oh, let's see. Three my God! He
0: said 100 miles. We're using all sorts of metrics here.
1: <laughs> I would say if you're... Uh
0: I'm from a world away. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> uh,
1: you, uh, we spoke a, a brief moment before the show. You sound a lot like Harry Shearer, and it's exciting, even though I know you're not. <laughs> I was just like, this is cool. <laughs> um, so we're gonna figure that out after the show. But uh, if you're not getting your free book, at least come up. Uh, we'll, we'll be signing them, uh, and uh, we also have some uh, grammatically correct bumper stickers. Uh, the Simpsons is good. I know it sounds. Good. I know it sounds wrong, but it is right. In in the font of our Lord Times New Roman. So,
0: um, if anybody would like to purchase those, they are available. Um, our merch game is I'm uh, on fire, as you can see. Um, but but we have merch, so please uh, come and
1: partake. And and we've done a couple live shows before, but um, uh, we're still surprised that every now and again people have not seen The Simpsons, um, and but they still come to them. So I'm just curious. It, it's very unlikely, but has anyone here not seen The Simpsons before? Someone here has not seen The Simpsons before. Let's give it up for her because this is going to be an amazing experience. Um,
0: Were you dragged here or did you – by who? You were dragged
1: here. Okay. Who is is that? What is this relationship that you guys have? Best friend from high school and you were able to stay friends despite never bonding over The Simpsons. I don't know what that's like, but Did I'm sure Did you just, sure
0: just watch Frasier? I don't... That so, dog is so funny. Shows. The two shows.
1: The shows. <laughs> well, there's also Futurama and Enchantment, right. <laughs> And then that's it. Uh, so uh, we talk about this a lot on the podcast and maybe you guys are huge Simpsons fans but don't listen to our podcast. Um, but we talk a lot about how The Simpsons brings people together. That's how Julia and I are friends. Uh, I feel like uh, Alec and I became closer knowing that we had that in common. Mm-hmm. It's pretty hard to date someone I've found if they don't like The Simpsons. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't recommend it to anybody. Yeah. Um, and uh, She's and, right there! <laughs> and still, you seem like a lovely human, uh, and you're in the second row, and I want to commend you so much. Uh, but So, oh, we might be... <laughs> if I may? Yes, please. What do you
0: think The Simpsons is about? No, I'm, I'm aware. <laughs> <laughs> you could have really gone... <laughs> <laughs> okay. This She's could have been a really fun stupid. experiment for a second.
1: <laughs> we we might be checking in uh, later just to see how it's kind of, uh, how it's seeming to you so far. I will say, it's probably better to watch it just all in one sitting and not isolated in clips and having people talk about it for twice as long as it actually runs. But I don't know. You could tell us after the show. Uh, but with that all said, I think it's time for us to get this started. Yeah. Before we, <laughs> before we get
0: into My signature line. <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh, Before we get into the actual episode, though, we Mm -hmm. wanted to uh, give you guys a little bit of uh, an insight onto our guest, Alec. Uh, So uh, Alec is on the show before. Wait,
3: wait, Ali. In L.A., I'm just some guy. But in Denver is where my Papa Murphy's commercials play. So I expect a hero's welcome.
0: (laughs) Does anybody recognize him from the Papa Murphy's commercials? It's okay. It's okay if you didn't. Let's not do this. Okay. Okay. (laughs) right
3: i make them myself and i put them on youtube i
0: just want to say like the a man in the front embodying the perfect like distillation of the shrug emoji Uh, totally owned me does anybody know who alec is (laughs) i don't i don't know who i am (laughs) that's totally fair thank you for your honesty sir um Uh, we're all excited yeah
1: Alec, uh, Alec, aside from being, uh, Papa Murphy, uh, <laughs> so we don't have them here, uh, here being in line. And nobody
0: can dispute. It's the not racist one,
3: guys.
1: Oh, good. It's the good Papa. <laughs> was that, was that, <laughs> was that the talk
0: on set when you were shooting? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, cool.
1: Uh, so in addition to Papa Murphy's, uh, commercials, uh, <laughs> uh, so I, I found out who Alec is and became a huge fan, um, because he has a great movie called Dude Bro Party Massacre 3. Mm-hmm. And, uh. Uh, there are no one and two uh, it starts with three um, I'll, I'll let Alec talk about it and then we're going to show uh, a, a little trailer of it <laughs> just so you guys could see and you'll know what you want to watch it's not exactly a Christmas film and we are now in that no. time <laughs> uh, so if you if you're sensitive to uh, uh, maybe blood and gore maybe I don't
3: believe this is the Red Band trailer <laughs> uh, um, but yeah I was part of a group called Five Second Films for a number of years that made woo! Oh, hell yeah yeah made uh, a bunch of YouTube videos, and then uh, we got to make a movie, crowdfunded, and people like Pat Oswalt and uh, uh, Greg, Sestero. Greg Sestero came and shot that, and Andrew W.K. came down and did it. Yeah. Nina so, Hartley. Yes, yes Depending yes. on what type of
1: films you like, yes, there's something for everyone. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so the, the episode today, we tweeted about it on um, Twitter. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Heard of it. It's the best
3: place to do that. <laughs> uh,
1: so the episode that we're doing uh, uh, is... Bart the Fink.
0: Yeah. uh,
1: A classic. Uh, I was reading, I was refreshing uh, on the Wikipedia, and my favorite line of the Wikipedia just says, not to be confused with Barton Fink. And I just like, hey, what's your your favorite movie? Bart the Fink. I will say, and and maybe
0: some people in the crowd know this, there is a great Simpsons joke where- Let's all do it. Yes, Barton Fink. (laughs) Barton Fink. (laughs) Of course. Why am I even questioning that a crowd in an art house movie theater would not pick up on one of the greatest deep cut Harvard boy writer's room jokes of all time? It's so great.
1: It's so great. So, uh... We are at a point in our podcast, and and uh, I again know that maybe not everyone knows uh, kind of the format of the show is we talk to our favorite people about their favorite episode uh, that has not been discussed yet, and that is the catch. And so we've had um, about about 150 episodes in that neighborhood, yeah. And so that's a lot of Simpsons. Mm-hmm. Uh, this much, uh, I'm for the people at home a tiny bit uh, of like the actual percentage I know I know but in terms of like classic Simpsons episodes like we're kind of down to the wire here and yet uh, this episode is one of the funniest episodes of the Simpsons and of television couldn't believe
3: it was still on the list what a get for me
1: (laughs) (laughs) anything for Papa Murphy (laughs) Uh, anything
0: for Papa Murphy which is what we have to call him now
1: so uh, so, so just so people kind of know your taste in Simpsons episode what was the episode that you talked about with us before
3: um, the last one was The Boy Who Knew Too
1: Much. I think it's very funny that you chose... This is a very classic. The Chowda episode. Chowda. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I think it's great that you chose two episodes where Bart is just a tattletale. Like, yeah. that is kind of...
3: Yeah, but he, he gets... He learns he learns a lesson.
1: He does. Yeah. Which is...
3: Well, <laughs> I was going to talk about this later, but it's funny because I was talking about how he learns a lesson, but in the end, there's more fraud at the very end of the episode, too, so... Yeah.
1: Okay. Well, we'll go, we'll think about it more maybe as the episode uh, maybe transpires. I need
3: to learn a lesson as the podcast transpires. <laughs>
1: uh, so, what about this episode? Uh, what what draw it to you? There still are quite a few, but what about this episode means something to you? Oh
3: man, the uh, the uh, the offshore Cayman Islands guy.
1: Yeah. Oh my. Goodness. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. Like, yeah.
3: I mean, that was pretty much a done deal. Yeah. It's over. But this is the one that I remember – I had remembered being like – I mean there's many that are like this, but particularly fast. Um, Just the speed at which things happen and change, the speed at which handsome Pete arrives, and (laughs) the speed at which he says, throw something at me, and immediately a suitcase hits him in the face. Yeah. Just
0: I want to say, too, I – I I mean, maybe this is because I co-host a Simpsons podcast, but I'm at a point in my Simpsons. Stop bragging. I know. (laughs) Uh, My Simpsons watching where I can almost detect who the writer is before I check Wikipedia. And uh, there was something about this episode um, that screamed John Swartzwelder, who we all know to be the J.D. Salinger of the Simpsons writer's room. Lore follows him everywhere. Um, A famous story of him uh, never really hanging out in the writer's room, delivering his scripts by car to the security booth at... Fox, and then leaving, um, which I don't believe is true, or maybe happened once, but I love that about him. Um, but Exactly what you said, Alec, the fact that, you know, there is such a seamless quality to the way that this story moves and the jokes feel so organic and they're all so hard hitting. And I would also say that something that feels kind of Schwarzwelder-y is that um, we are given the birth of these new characters like the Cayman Islands guy, Danson Pete, who we'll get into. Um, And this could have been an early uh, appearance of um, the, what's his name, the fisherman Oh, the sea captain. The sea captain. Yeah, <laughs> the I was. I was close. Um, but I feel like uh, John Swartzwalder is really uh, gifted in sort of expanding the Simpsons world in that way. That feels really true to to what the show is about. Totally, and I think that
3: uh, partially because of that, or something feeding into that, is that it's so much plot. Yes, so much stuff moves so quickly, like. All you needed to do is get Bart a checkbook in the first
0: five minutes. <laughs> and you're a writer did in so yeah. much. You're a writer, and you there. know how hard that is when you're like, you have it on a beach sheet, you have it to go, yeah. and you just need to find a way to get there and yeah. make it feel organic. It's like, let's
3: see. We need to get Bart a checkbook. So <laughs> let's have an old Aunt Hortense die,
1: <laughs> them get
3: an uh, inheritance that they have to stay in a haunted house at.
1: Well, if I
0: may, I have that clip. Would you just like me to play it? Let's play No, I think the they'd clip. rather hear me describe <laughs> it. Yeah. You do audiobooks too, right, Alec? You're kind of <laughs>
1: describing right. our podcast
0: (laughs) may i offer my condolences on the
4: untimely passing of your great aunt hortense as her only living heirs you stand to inherit her entire estate (laughs) poor aunt hortense (laughs) (laughs) the only stipulation is that you spend one night in a haunted house
1: isn't that somewhat unusual
4: No, it's a standard (laughs) clause. Well, (laughs) luckily, there's no such thing as ghosts. (laughs) Yes, there's no such thing as ghosts. Best night's sleep I ever had.
0: (laughs) Yeah, for the volume. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, That's how the episode motherfucking starts. Yeah. By the way, do we have children in here? (laughs) I should have probably cursed several times.
1: Uh, so the, something I think is funny about that is, uh, obviously all these episodes are so great and funny that you wouldn't ever need to go behind the scenes to find them more entertaining. But anytime you do, you always learn something great about Uh how it was made. And one of the things is that when this idea to have this aunt die and to have, uh, you know, this haunted house, uh, situation happen, uh, josh uh weinstein said like that sounds like the cruddiest beginning to the cruddiest thing yeah um until bill oakley suggested that they have it just be a perfect night's sleep and then they're just like now it's gold and, yeah because uh, uh, that type of thing uh, if they had done it in the traditional way that we we're all expecting it's still hilarious yeah. but the, right. the simpsons twist makes it what the simpsons is well what i love about that is that like a lesser
0: show would have had that be the whole episode right yes. you know it would have just been like uh act one we Spend some time with Hortense. Right. Really bond with her, you know. Like,
3: and then there would have been another episode where it's like they're getting checking accounts.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, surely not in the same episode. Yeah. But I love the confidence in the storytelling of this. It, it just shows that the Simpsons knows what the fuck it's doing. Again, I'm sorry if there's children here. <laughs> um, I'm, I don't I think shan't so, stop but I shan't stop. <laughs> shit fuck damn what i like about this podcast is that it's
3: it gives me the vulgarity that i need but every swear has a nice apology
0: it does it does. yeah like the true npr listeners that we are we we feel really bad for thinking bad thoughts
1: god i wish terry gross did that uh so uh did we want to do the quick little uh, wikipedia uh synopsis Mm mm-hmm So for those
0: of you who listen to our podcast, you know that um, to catch people up who haven't seen this episode in a while, we like to read the synopsis from Wikipedia, Ice Cold. Could be good, could be bad. It's usually bad. Usually bad. There have been some humdingers uh, recently. Uh, Some that Wikipedia shan't be bothered even writing a synopsis. So here we go. In this episode, Bart inadvertently ruins Krusty the Clown's career by accidentally exposing Krusty as one of the biggest tax cheats in American history. Driven to despair, Krusty fakes a suicide in order to start life anew as a sailor. feeling feeling goes on um uh feeling guilty for what he did bart convinces Krusty to become a television clown again (laughs)
1: um that's really dark (laughs) what a dark episode um i kind of like forget how like real it is that the clown tried to kill himself that's pretty sad
0: yeah and tax evasion. And tax <laughs> I don't <Avoidion>. say evasion. Evasion. <laughs> I say evasion. <avoidion. laughs> I feel like taxes and tax humor has always been really funny to me. Iris Burger is, is else?
3: hilarious in this episode. It is. Oh,
0: we'll get to it. We'll get to it. Uh, yeah.
1: So, so to jump back into that haunted uh, mansion scene, it's so funny because there was there's already that twist up at the top, but the fact that it's followed by that they're only getting one hundred dollars each because the rest is going to Ann Landers, yes. <laughs> which yes. was stipulated in her aunt's will. Yeah. Oh, I must have kept talking when you left. I have a tendency to do that. And
0: and what like this leads us to um which is I saw this this came out in 1996. So I saw this Rather young um, But it left a lasting impression on my mind And maybe it's because I was a kid when I saw it But it leads us to What are each Simpsons family member Going to do with a hundred dollars Yes. And Bart would love to get a hundred tacos For a hundred dollars <laughs> And can I just play the clip really quick Because it was an image that like Was forever no Was forever burned in my brain And I just need to Boy, I sure could go for a hundred tacos Right about now
4: No Yes, this should provide adequate sustenance for the Doctor Who
3: marathon.
0: All right. At um, the
3: time I was like, Doctor Who sounds like something for nerds.
1: And now and now they own you. Yeah. They're your boss. The
3: internet told me. <laughs>
1: Um, So after we figure out uh, what the family's going to do with their $100, um, uh, I I love that Marge is kind of against uh, the the two things of like tacos, public broadcasting. Right.
0: That's what Lisa wants to do. Instead, she insists that they um, invest in a bank account, I believe.
1: Yeah. And so uh, this is another kind of behind the scenes moment of like they needed to go to a bank so we could get this checking account situation. And uh, I think it was Jim Reardon, but I could be wrong and I'll be yelled at later on the internet if i am but <laughs> uh i think it was jimier who, who said basically like this scene needs to have more funniness happening why don't we make them wearing uh ape suits yeah uh, and that it's is so a, good that is a that is a go-to for the simpsons writers uh julia uh, once asked uh josh weinstein like why why so many apes mm-hmm. and he christmas said, apes <laughs> go to summer camp yeah. and he's just like apes are funny <laughs> and it's like well oh. <laughs>
0: Solved. Yeah, I. I mean, I love that answer. I'm sure you guys have, um, you know, experienced that with other things. There's a really great documentary about The Shining that kind of expands on this called Room Two Three Seven. Have you guys seen it? Anyone who holler? Both, both at I the thought same time. This
3: was Alamo Draft. I
0: House. know, I know. Um, but uh, if you haven't seen that documentary, it's great. Um, but it's. Been, I don't want to holler. Is that
1: what you said? Oh,
3: that's a good point. <laughs> it's Please, a good point. It's Alamo Draft House, so that's why you're not. It's not right.
1: just that It's not just this Alamo Draft House. It's a podcast. Like, I know. I know. <laughs> yeah. um, there are. A
0: lot of layers of why this is bad. <laughs> but no, um, Room 237 is a great documentary where um, everybody is uh, kind of speculating as to these minute details of picking apart The Shining and going, yeah, no, Stanley Kubrick really thought this because of this and this and that, and they are so passionate about it, and then literally the next person who's interviewed is like, no, it's really about this, and they're so, and it both sound great, but it, it's sort of the same thing that we do with The Simpsons, where we go, wow, re- there's so many apes in this. <laughs> there really must have been, they must have had, and then like the wheels start turning. But sometimes apes are just funny. Aha! <laughs> we sometimes it. the shinin's just shinin'. Mm-hmm. You know, that
1: phrase <laughs> that we
0: all say. Yeah. All the time? Uh, Shh,
3: quiet, boy. You want to get sued? <laughs> uh,
1: one lesson, one lesson, uh, you had talked about lessons earlier. Uh, I, I learned from this episode, uh, we learned from Marge, uh, which is that a professional in an eight mask is still a professional. <laughs> yes.
0: That is also a good lesson.
1: Uh, keep that in your mind when you do a job interview. Mm-hmm, I think mm-hmm. it will help you. Uh, when Bart is opening his checking account, he's talking to the accountant, and this guy's uh, conversation. Them him are so funny because he's just trying to say like this is going to be far more thrilling than any roller coaster and if you fill out these forms it's more exciting than a weekend with batman
0: <laughs> yeah I, I love the specificity of
3: that i love that he, you adult would assume that a kid wants to spend a weekend with batman <laughs> that's why batman's <laughs> like cool.
0: like, like fun his, to hang out with he's his shitty dad <laughs> they have to walk around a mall and not spend money
1: <laughs> uh, i didn't do that so, uh, <laughs> speaking of spending money, too close,
0: uh, <laughs> too specific. Yeah.
2: Uh,
1: so, so, speaking of spending money, Bart ends up uh, <laughs> writing all of these checks to people. Uh, there's there are so many great moments of who he's writing these out to. Uh, the first, of course, is to Lisa. Uh, it's for uh, one cent, and it's just a me- <laughs> and <laughs> and no, no sense. And uh, <laughs> which she th-
3: which she thanks him for.
1: But the her thank her thank you is so adult. Thank you, and it just keeps going. And we see the, the different moments, and uh, of course, uh, g- giving uh, giving a Milhouse. million dollars to Millhouse, mm-hmm.
0: uh, but it's post-dated.
1: and him checking his watch. Yeah, don't uh, cash it
0: till the year ten thousand.
1: But I do mm-hmm. like the idea of uh, of, uh, of Jimbo kind of waiting until the cash will check uh, before he stops bullying. I feel like yeah. now they're going to do that with like Bitcoin or PayPal.
0: <sighs> oh God, oh, no. I Uh-oh. banished I the
1: thought. <laughs>
3: Also, not to uh, leave out that it's on a checkbook that is a flipbook of the Hindenburg (laughs) disaster, Yeah, which is, I think, a great idea. It is. I mean, not specifically the Hindenburg, but flipbook.
0: No, specifically the Hindenburg. Okay, you're right. (laughs) I mean, it it was a disaster, but it's part of our American history, goddammit.
3: And wait, didn't we find out Jimbo's real name? Is it Corky or something? Corky?
0: Yes, Yes. Porky. Uh, Corky? I don't know what autocorrected. did. <laughs>
1: uh, so at at this point in the episode, uh, Bart ha- is realizing that Krusty's doing a signing nearby, and he's just missed it. But uh, despite Milhouse giving the generous offer of uh, Bart pressing his skin against his wall, the ink is still wet. Uh, <laughs> he has this brilliant idea to uh, to to. Give a check to him for I think it was only like twenty five cents. cents. Yeah, uh, and I love
0: how confident he is. No, don't worry. I like a total <laughs> normal thing to do is to slip a check to somebody. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. And uh, you know, I, I love Milhouse saying just like, well, that's a great idea, but it's not going to impress the girls like this. Ew! <laughs> Instantly, just so disgusting. I I don't know if I've seen people that have the tattoo of the crusty with the stars around it, but I hope it's out. Oh, there. Oh man, I, I really oh, hope. It's out I
3: want to know that it's out there, but. I I don't want to see it,
1: yeah, yeah, That's
0: fair. It's like I've a gummy Venus de Milo tattoo, um, but it's a brag, um but uh as you can imagine, so many people have that on their buttocks. Mm-hmm. I don't want to see it. <laughs> don't send those photos to me. <laughs> you're not my friend. <laughs>
1: Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I Uh, just don't want to see your butt Anyway So uh, Everyone show her Your butt
0: later Actually I do I'm just trying to cover Anyway
1: Let's move on At this point uh, Basically Bart is kind of uh, Reveling in that He has all these autographs And we get kind of it's, It's like a fun day That we didn't get to see Because we saw That we have Apu's autograph as well And I'm kind of wondering Like who else He was getting these autographs from And for how much And I just think that it's a really nice behind the scenes, uh, but when he gets across these, he gets this stamp from the Cayman Islands, and is trying to figure out what that is. And so he goes back to the bank, and this time uh, they're all wearing antlers.
3: Love the bank
0: mascot. I love- runner i (laughs) love it Um, and it's just a visual joke and we don't need to spend more time on it it's just good
1: and so when he uh the guy is kind of assuring him uh, assuring bart that it's normal to have a stamp um he realizes that there might be something going on here so he calls a different bank Mm -hmm. where there's a guy who just has like a house costume i have that clip actually let's do it yeah (laughs) yeah
3: so confident
4: in this case instead of writing out his name Krusty has stamped the name of his Cayman Islands holding corporation on the hmm uh excuse me a minute I
0: love this music.
4: <laughs> 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 oh I'm sorry I can't divulge information about that customer's secret illegal account oh crap i shouldn't have said it was a customer oh crap i shouldn't have said it was a secret oh crap i certainly shouldn't have said it was illegal ah it's too hot today (laughs)
0: I realized recently a question I get asked all the time uh, is, like, which side character from The Simpsons do you like the most? I usually say Wiggum, but he feels a little bit too center stage now. My new answer is that guy. Yeah. And Pepito, Pepito. the biggest cat in the world.
3: Uh. (laughs) I'm thinking if that were cast live action, Anthony Hopkins.
0: Ooh. (laughs) (laughs) let's have a moment of silence for anthony hopkins uh
1: that that is definitely one of those lines where like if you heard someone but maybe pre-internet but especially well yeah even now if you heard someone say oh crap you would instantly become their friend like this is kind of what i'm talking about yeah it just brings us together and it's that little detail like i it's the
0: like weaving of that like writing with the way that the camera keeps moving yeah, in on zoom him. On yeah, it just it's so effective and that is a character that did not need to exist. It, he does nothing else. He doesn't work for Fat Tony though he probably does in some way. He literally just proves
3: the thing that the other guy already
0: told us. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't advance it. It's just for that sweet, sweet joke. Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
1: So uh, in this next moment, Krusty uh, is making popcorn and is uh, interrupted uh, because he's been found out. And Krusty immediately uh, is defensive. I bought this popcorn fair and square. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, I also
3: want to note that when they burst in and they grab him, he goes, hey, 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 hey.
1: (laughs) (laughs) is your catchphrase.
3: Right, but right. Now he's being arrested. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
1: so this moment, I think this moment is my favorite moment of the whole episode. Uh, it's very small, um, but basically, that uh, the bank teller comes back and is explaining to Bart uh, who he's locking up. He's like, "Oh, the bank is, you know, it's closed." She's like, "Oh, kid, I forgot to tell you. You know, uh, <laughs> thanks for your help. Like, he's we found out that Krusty's one of the biggest like tax cheats in history, and uh, he reassures him. Just like, you know, some might say you're a hero." Not me. I loved Krusty. <laughs> it's, one of, it's one
3: of my favorites. Yeah, it's really great. Something about loved being past tense
1: too. <laughs> uh, He's dead. And the, yeah. Uh, so uh, at this point, uh, the story is starting to break. Uh, it is now on the television, and we get an update from Kent Brockman of just like, and now Krusty the Clown uh, is being arrested for. <laughs> yeah, that sweet
0: little misdirect. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, and of course, we already got into a voice and evasion. Uh, but that's a pretty good one. It's a pretty we good did one. It.
3: We put that to bed. Next it's bit. done. <laughs> you have
1: to be uh,
0: aggro about it. <laughs> God, you are a dude bro. Party yep. messy. True. Uh, true story.
1: <laughs> so Krusty is in a lot of hot water here and is kind of being informed by, uh, I guess, the IRS uh, yeah. of what is happening. Uh, this is the IRS Plaza. It definitely
3: is the IRS because in the background of the office, there is just a framed photo of the <laughs> logo of the
1: IRS.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just uh, a bunch of principal skinners <laughs> working there.
1: <laughs> uh, and, and basically they're telling him like you know uh, you're not gonna have to go to jail. We don't do that to celebrities. Uh, that is still true, I feel. And, yeah. uh, they say that they're gonna're gonna, uh, they're gonna g- take
0: 75 percent of his earnings or his garnish
1: um, my salary garnish his
0: salary for the next 40 years and he says, but I don't plan to live that long.
1: And Maybe then they ninety five percent for you. Yeah. Um, so basically, uh, I, I really love any time that they kind of mess with the Krusty show. They do mm-hmm. it a lot. Uh, like when we got to see the parasite, worker, and parasite. Uh, yeah. But we, we have the clip here of, of what happens when we get cost effective Krusty the Clown.
4: Revenue Service presents Herschel Krastovsky's Clown Related Entertainment Show. <laughs> Now that the feds are calling the shots, this show's got to be a lot more cost-effective. So we had to cut down on the frills like sets, props, costumes, and sidechomel. But that doesn't mean we can't have fun. For example, I sure wish somebody would give me a banana cream pie. Yeah. Uh, I guess we can't afford pies right now. Well, throw something. Go! <laughs>
1: i uh, I always love any time The Simpsons uh, will do like the finger uh, thing because of course it's like the fingers mean taxes uh, but it's, taxes
0: it's... are good. <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah. I just can't believe how fast that suitcase shows up like if <laughs> oh, you look at that, if you look at that accountant, you have to imagine that he threw that instantly that suitcase. Like, he would have
1: done it no matter what Krusty yeah, had said. He
3: was ready to do it.
1: Um, I'm not sure, uh, Julia, if you have the clip of the IRS burger. Girl. But I sure
0: hope you do. If you <laughs> – listen. It's like we haven't been creative partners for three-plus years. Just Just bask. <laughs>
4: I'll have four tax burgers, one IRS switch with hold lettuce, three dependent sized sodas, and a Ficacino. Fill out Schedule B. You should receive your burgers in six to eight weeks. There, let's see here. <laughs> <laughs> I love this. 53 takeaway <laughs> this is so good. Hey, Marge, what were your gambling losses last
0: year? <laughs> $700! Oh, it's just. Oh. It's so good. I love it so much. Uh, The economy is
1: hilarious. (laughs) Uh, Anytime that we get like uh, just an idea, kind of of who Marge is outside of Homer, is always so great. Obviously, we talk a lot about Horny Marge on our podcast. Uh, Yeah, pop for Horny Marge. (laughs) (laughs) Honk if Marge is horny. Uh, (laughs) Don't don't, honk in here. (laughs) I don't know uh, if Horny Marge is the same as Gambling Marge, but I I love I love Gambling Marge so much. It makes her so vulnerable, and she's got a little bit of a pepperiness. Yeah, she's
0: a little peppery. I think Gambling Marge is a little like Horny Marge. I feel like they're kind of operating from the same, like, I got to get mine, you know, kind of (laughs) uh, part of her brain.
3: I. I I, I, anytime you get an insight into like her opinions, strong opinions or politics, like in this episode, you find out that she doesn't like public radio and loves Lyndon Johnson.
0: Yes, yeah. <laughs> but I feel like I mean, and we could talk about Marge forever, but I, I feel like. That is, you know, really uh, a testament to the depth of her character and how dynamic she is as a a female character on the show where she feels like a lot of our moms that will draw a hard line for arbitrary things that make absolutely no sense, but will be completely, you know, like devil may care about a lot of other things. I can't think of any funny examples, but (laughs) just take my word for it.
1: that could be a little homework assignment for you guys later.
3: Mm. Uh, (laughs) I was trying to think of a way to weave in the Uncle Arthur thing from the other episode. Mm.
0: So around this time, so we've seen the (laughs) Uh. (laughs) Mm. we've seen the IRS burger. So uh, we see all of these different examples of how Krusty is falling from grace and you know, all of his fame and wealth are kind of being tarnished by this tax evasion thing. And shortly after this, um, you know, he's walking home after this really hard day of Krusty burger being taken from from him and all this stuff and he's saying to himself, like, at least, you know, I have my home to return to. And he I discovers... Still have, I
1: still have my memories, which are in my huge mansion. Yes, yes. which <laughs> are in my huge
0: And he walks in, and there's an auction going on of all of his uh, memories and his
1: priceless heirlooms. Yeah. Do, do we have that clip, or should we go through some of our We should go moments. through some of our, yeah. Uh, oh, God. Th- this, this moment is so good. Just, first of all, just, like, the types of things that are on uh, auction, uh, but then also the people that are there is very funny. Yeah. Uh, we... Patty and
0: Selma, a
3: bunch yeah. of the other people in And how uh, little they're bidding, oh. Also.
1: Yeah. yeah, but th- I think there's something really uh, charming about like they're kind of a community. Like as you'll as you'll see, like they're going through the different types of objects. But when when uh, when Krusty says he's going to bed and then this is bed, my
3: favorite. Then oh, it's then my Mo favorite too because it it's one of my favorite okay. moments. Uh, yeah, Krusty goes, "I'm going to bed," and they go, "How much for Krusty's bed?" And Mo says, "Half a buck," and then they go, "Sold," and he goes, "Good night, everybody," and then they all go, "Good,
1: Good night, night, Mo." Mo. <laughs> it's like cheers. What? It's like such a nice. They're moment. all
3: ready for him to go to bed in that house. I
0: love it so much. Uh,
1: I really like that. Uh, that basically, so th- there's this like really like sentimental suitcase that goes for forty cents. Uh, <laughs> we get thir- uh, thirty-two uh, cartons of pornography. Yes, uh, and I love <laughs> the Jasper.
0: pornography.
1: Jasper is just like uh, uh, selling for twelve cents, and he's just like, I don't have twelve cents. I only bought a dime. If I had known, there'd it, be pornography. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and.
3: I'm sorry I can't get over the idea of <laughs> buying a bed and so going to sleep instantly
1: <laughs> well <you laughs> want to try it <laughs> uh, w- one of the very uh, wonderful moments in this that it- it's a type of joke that I definitely wouldn't have gotten as a kid but would have laughed at because the adults are laughing uh, where basically there's the Krusty's plane yes. is is going on sale and uh, the-, the name I don't know how well it holds up but it's I'm on a roll of gay and yeah. uh, it's about to get sold and he's explaining just like, oh, Dean Martin and I used to fly that to Vegas. And, um, uh,
3: the moon hit his eye like a big pizza pie, and we wrote a song about it. <laughs> uh, but, it, was it? but it
1: infringed on a song he wrote years earlier. Years earlier. <laughs> yes. And so I also love that... Um, I'm so sorry, but P- Patty and or Selma, uh, please correct me, uh, says to the other, uh, hey, that would look really great with your suitcase. I was like, ah, I just got it to soak my feet, which yeah. is just such and an insult. Just the
0: image of the way they drew like her using it like a foot soak is just so, like it, that's burning my brain, too. It's really great.
3: Mm-hmm. I believe he says, my grandpa Zeb would roll over in his grave <laughs> if-, if there wasn't. If it wasn't filled with some veteran? Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, there are so veterans in his family too.
0: plot. I love it. <laughs> uh, yeah.
1: So, uh, uh, you know, uh, Alf Clausen, uh, throughout this episode, really will kind of bring it home with a very emotional music here. And it really kind of sets a scene. So if you're watching it again, kind of have your ear out for that. Because it really it reminds you that Krusty is having a horrible time. And this is when uh, Bart comes and kind of checks in on him. And is trying to cheer him up. And he's actually like kind of devoid of jokes here just saying, like, you know, my mom always said, like, you know, when, uh, what's the phrase? When God, when God closes, closes uh... the
0: door, he opens a window. Yeah,
1: and... And, and and he just responds, it's like, well, your mom's a dingbat. Yeah. And, uh, basically, he has this whole spiel about how, like, now that he's not this, uh, you know, rich guy, you know, who cares about, like, being respected if you don't have the moolah to back it up. Right. Complaining about, like, having to take the bus and, like, having to live in an apartment. and uh... Yeah, uh, my favorite
0: line around that is, uh,
1: everywhere I go, I see teachers driving Ferrari. <laughs>
0: scientist <laughs> drinking champagne
1: <laughs> and so you know he's really struggling and Bart uh, who's his biggest fan ever of course is saying just like well if it make you feel any better you could punch you in the face and you immediately pull back and he's just like shaking his fist which is just so uh, telling yeah. <laughs> I would say um, but it, you know it, basically he he kind of just uh, it, it just ends with him feeling really bad in this moment and we cut to uh, Apu and suddenly he, I think he's close closing up shopper just steps outside mm-hmm. because he starts to hear uh Krusty in the plane and then you cut in on agnes and uh chalmers uh on a date
3: uh wow yeah
0: this i know excellent this is just a little flash into some backstory we never see <laughs>
1: but it's just so funny that everyone is mad at each other for them being on a date but skinner is who's going to get the most of it and so skinner of course is just like i would like what i wouldn't give to you know have for something, something to distract. interrupt
0: this awkward moment
1: yes and then immediately uh
0: crusty <laughs>
1: yes and uh that'll do nicely is mm-hmm. his response there uh and so then we cut it in the family uh looking and and they see uh he's doing flips in the sky he's yeah. doing all these loops and stuff and uh he, he is laughing and so they're all kind of saying just like you know you gotta give it to crusty right
0: i do have that clip if you want to just i would yeah. love it let's do it
4: <laughs> you gotta hand it to crusty yeah even with all his problems, he's still willing to do something unbelievably dangerous just to entertain his fans. Wow.
1: Oh, that's my Krusty. I got a feeling he'll be all right. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> I okay, so Julia, I feel like you should discuss this next moment because it does feature uh, my boy, your boy. I actually have that clip. Let's Uh, go. It's just I shan't discuss. Yeah, it's very clippable.
4: Oh my god, crusty shoes! Okay, folks, show's over. Nothing to see here. Show's. Oh my god, a horrible plane crash! Hey, everybody! Get a load of this flaming wreckage! Come on, crowd around, run around! Don't be shy, run around! <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Krusty the Clown is dead.
1: <gasps> I definitely, as a child, remember being so scared for Krusty. I don't know if yeah. you guys were as stupid as I was because <laughs> they don't normally do that in children' television. But um, <laughs> was in it? Were you guys scared at all? Did you guys kind of have some hope for Krusty yet?
3: I didn't think that was going to how he was going to go down.
1: That makes sense. That makes. more sense. <laughs> uh, and, uh, But who yeah. knows?
3: Maybe he will. We'll see.
1: I may have seen a promo for next week's show that featured
0: Krusty. <laughs> uh,
1: so something that's funny is that you know uh, Bart doesn't uh, Bart doesn't believe that he's dead, but he uh, at, at this moment I think is still kind of worried, and of course he's feeling so guilty. Um,
3: oh yes, Homer comforting him. Is that what you're speaking of? Uh,
1: Homer comforting him is, is amazing, and you should actually three. have. That clip too Let's oh, do just- it
4: oh. Don't let Krusty's death Get you down boy People die all the time <laughs> Just like that Why you could wake up Dead tomorrow The stare
3: Well night. <laughs> he leans so far in Yeah
0: <laughs> um, I want to. I'm sorry,
3: I skipped the order of the funeral is very amazing. Yeah,
0: I it just want extremely... to do while we're in clip mode, if I may. Um, here's just a little clip from Krusty's funeral. Brilliant.
4: We are gathered to mourn the passing of Herschel Schmoichel Krastovsky, beloved entertainer and dear friend.
1: Hello, I'm Troy
4: McClure. You might remember me from such show business funerals as Andre the Giant, We Hardly Knew Ye. And Sham Powered, today we mourn a stooge. (laughs) Now, Krusty's closest friend and sidekick, Sideshow Mel. I'll miss you, Krusty. I and all the other Sideshows, except Sideshow Bob. (laughs) But in the midst of our sorrow, (laughs) we can take comfort in the fact that your elevated blood alcohol level probably helped you burn up quicker. Since you left us no earthly remains... It is my sad duty to unveil this simple memorial. <laughs>
1: uh, so for those those that are listening and not watching, uh, Krusty's uh, tombstone says, See you real soon, kids. Which is very
3: mm-hmm. ominous. Very, very ominous.
1: ominous. Uh, so another moment that uh, some people uh, would have caught and others wouldn't is that there's a, a portrayal of John Swartzwalder holding Kermit the Frog uh, for some reason at the funeral. Um, what, did did you guys see that? Basically, yeah. So that's an illustration of uh, the, the episode's writer, John Schwartzwalder, and he just has Kermit the Frog on his hand as a puppet. Just because. You just know, Krusty's
3: an entertainment
1: guy. <laughs> yeah. Someone needs to, to bring Kermit. Uh <laughs> So, uh, and then
3: Bob Newhart.
1: Bob, Bob Newhart at the Troy funeral. Troy McClure
3: totally throws him under the yeah. bus.
0: I would have included that. It was like three minutes long. So
1: this is actually something <laughs> I wanted to talk about in terms of a little behind the scenes yeah. of the episode. Uh, so this episode is wall-to-wall jokes. That's why every two seconds we, we have a clip to show you because it's so clippable and it's just so great. Uh, but when this episode was being produced, it was 26 minutes uh, instead of 23. And that's a problem because they will not animate it unless you cut it down to the correct length right and uh, otherwise it would cost you know millions of dollars and so basically uh, the the reason that is is because uh, Krusty the Clown of everyone in The Simpsons is the slowest talker he speaks mm-hmm. slower than anybody and uh Bob Newhart is also extremely slow uh, talking, and so uh, oh,
3: you can't cut out any of that air though. It's so
1: funny. I know it's so important. But what's crazy is they did, and it's actually. I wish that we had uh, the the clip for mm-hmm. you, but we're, we'll try and uh, ask our uh, our Simpsons friends if they could maybe find it and put it on the internet because they should if it's not already. But basically, it's twice as long the Bob Newhart. Uh, section uh and so what happened was uh, uh, bob uh bill oakley and josh weinstein uh felt so bad that they actually uh had the entire uh production shut down for a day to go watch bob newhart uh record this uh thing that he does mm-hmm. and uh the they weren't and they only he only did it it was two and a half minutes long and uh they weren't allowed to laugh because he was only going to do one take and then so as soon as it ended it was just like an eruption of laughter and oh they my had God. and they had to do Tron McClure's part after. Oh, my God, that was so much fun. Oh, man. It ended a little abruptly. I know. I'm sad about it. But, you know, we would rather you guys listen to a little bit than none at all. I think it's a cool choose-your-own-ending type story. How did you guys think this ended? Was it A, Alec threw a chair at the audience and everybody screamed? Was it B, another marriage proposal where I forced
0: my husband to play into a bit by phone? Was it C, Julia got? the whole audience to chant Barton Fink and left the room? Mm, or was it D, a movie starring Matthew Perry? <laughs> uh, why don't you tweet at us with your answers and um, The winner gets a big ham. Ooh, how about it? A and vegan ham. A vegan ham, <laughs> which I bet they do make. I bet they do. We'll have to go to Whole Foods and maybe you'll be there too. Um, and the winner us- gets to go to Whole Foods with us to
1: figure out if there's a vegan ham. Let me tell you,
0: uh, winner goes to Whole Foods with us is like one <laughs> of the most like realistic prizes <laughs> that you could not to sidetrack but when Allie and I are on tour I do spend an awful lot of time driving around because we always get a a car I'll drive around and go I've been to that Whole Foods before. It's true. It's true. <laughs> and that could be you. Also, tweet at us um, if you are from a city that you want us to come to, so maybe we'll go there.
1: Ooh. But yes, you guys, uh, thank you again so much. Uh, as you know, this episode is only for the Max Fun Drive supporters. And the fact that you chose us, well, that just makes us feel real good.
0: Yeah, I feel fine and dandy like <laughs> summer candy.
1: Smell you later. Smell you later. <laughs>